What's up, guys? Welcome back to the SalesCast podcast. I'm here with my hosts, Max and Jed. And today we're talking about buying events, trigger events, um, ways to know who's in the market and who's searching for software. Um, I know you guys have hacked this thing like crazy. Jed, do you have any insights that you can share? Yeah, for sure. Um, So I use Sales Navigator pretty much every day. It's how uh, myself and my SDR get most of our meetings. Um, and we use it specifically to identify buying triggers that give us kind of like a hypothesis to start prospecting or a reason to start prospecting that person. So instead of just reaching out because, hey, you're in my ICP, we're looking for uh, a reason to reach out if that makes sense. Um, I can share my, Max, you want to enable uh, sharing? Cool. So for the people on video, you can kind of watch, watch me walk through it. But the first one, one of my favorite ones um, that's, that's kind of creative is prospecting people that are connected with your executive team. So I did this a lot at PandaDoc with people who were connected with Makita uh, because that was our CEO. A lot of people were fans of him. And you can go into LinkedIn Sales Navigator and look for people who are connections of people in your network. Um, so let's just use Max for, as an example. I can reach out to people who are connected with Max and then build out my ideal prospect, right? So I can say, show me all the VPs of sales at software companies that are connected with Max. And then I can reach out and say, hey, saw we're both connected with Max or, you know, not sure, or let's say Max, my CEO, right? Saw you're connected with my CEO, Max. Not sure if you're familiar with what we do, yada, 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 go into your pitch. So it kind of builds or manufactures that warm intro. Um, it's a really easy way to just kind of open up some doors in a sense, as opposed to just reaching out straight up cold. Okay. And then you're taking that information and basically delivering your standard pitch, or is there any sort of customization you do based on the trigger? Uh, so it's really just that first line of the email. It gets them to open it up because it looks, it's kind of interesting, right? Especially if they're following, uh, you know, if you call that out, they're following your CEO, um, and then you kind of just transition that into not sure if you're familiar with us already. Oh, we have other VPs of sales, blah, blah, blah. And so that typically that warmth or that kind of connection usually leads to a lot more replies and kind of opening up conversations. Okay. So rather than just spraying and praying in your ICP, the benefit of this is actually targeting those and getting a higher open rate, a higher response rate, just from that warm intro. Exactly. Yep. So that's one of the biggest ones. Um, another one that's really effective, uh, if you already have a decent amount of customers or some pretty larger customers, is, where is it? The past companies filter. So uh, what you can do is you can say, let's say PandaDoc, for example, or let's say Dell is a customer of ours. I can look for people who used to work for Dell under past companies, and now they're at a new company. And then I can reach out and say, hey, I noticed your time at Dell they're a customer of ours, you know, did you use us while you were there? Or even if they didn't use you, the fact that their previous employer uses your software, uses your tool, again, that builds trust, that builds warmth. Um, it's all about kind of like establishing, whether it's a referral or some sort of warmth, that's what's going to open those doors and open those conversations. So using the past company's filter uh, for your customers is another really big one. Another question, is this something you do as kind of a one-off where you're just looking for connections who worked at Dell 
in this instance? Or do you have any sort of like automation right in the background showing you when people leave, get a new job, stuff like that? Yeah, so the way, like for example, at PandaDoc, what I did is I just pulled up a list of our top 100 biggest customers, and then I would just load them into this past, past companies filter. And then I would save the search. And what LinkedIn will do for you is you can then see anytime there's new prospects that fit that search. So I would just set a reminder to check it once a week, go in, grab the new prospects, and then upload them into a sequence that's specific to that buying trigger. How many extra meetings do you think you got from doing that? It depends on the play, but honestly, that was probably 50% of the meetings. I mean, right where we're at, uh, what I'm doing right now at Mailshake, at least 50% of my meetings are coming from these types of strategies, if not more. Um, but pretty much all the prospecting I'm doing is built off the grounds of these types of plays. So it all starts with sales navigator triggers and then the accounts where I can't find specific trigger points. You know, I'm prospecting those separately or just on the on their own. Wild. That's impressive. Um, so yeah, guys, just a quick look into how you can leverage LinkedIn and job changes, customers who used it with their previous company to generate more meetings and get a warmer intro. Thanks for showing case in that there, Jed. Um, this has been the SalesCast podcast uh, with myself and Max and Jed, just trying to make prospecting simple and closing predictable. We'll catch you guys next time. Good stuff.